It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, friends? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Billy Rossetti with you guys here. Hope you guys had yourselves a good weekend and are ready for some football because the pads are finally coming on on Monday. It's a very exciting time. The Panthers had been out on the practice field. They got some reps in. They're really starting to get some football stuff in. But again, Monday, today is the day that the pads finally come on. So it is an exciting time. We're going to roll through some uh, observations here from some media. Joe Person, his athletic or as uh, his practice report from Sunday. So we'll talk a little bit about what happened over the weekend. But I uh, want to start with some roster news that the Panthers made over the weekend, including bringing in a couple of um, a couple of wide receivers that were brought in on a tryout basis and signed to a contract, including another former Saints wide receiver now in the mix here with the Panthers, and that is wide receiver Tommy Lee Lewis. Uh, spent a little bit of time, had a little bit of a little bit of a buzz with uh, with the Saints. He's played in. He's played three seasons, or at least played 16, 17, and 18 with the Saints. He played in 34 games in those three years and had a, was mostly a return specialist for, for the Saints, so could help out in that aspect. And then the Panthers also added Marcan Michelle, the brother of Patriots wide receiver, or excuse me, Patriots running back, uh, Sony Michelle. So he brought in, he's brought in, and then Andrew Volert, the the uh, hard knock of a uh, hard knocks fame, as it were, has uh, also been added to the uh, to the Panthers roster here. He of course had big recognition with the whole uh, "you've got to be bleeping kidding me," or uh, I should say, he earned national attention from Hard Knocks when he told Chargers coach Anthony Lynn to his face, you've got to be bleeping kidding me after he learned he was released by Los Angeles. We saw that on the first episode of Hard of the new season of Hard Knocks, which of course is focusing on both Los Angeles teams, the Rams and the Chargers. He's a 25-year-old undrafted tight end that's coming off a torn ACL in last year's preseason and was on IR, spent the season on IR, but now we'll have a chance to crack the roster here with the Panthers, especially with the fact that the one guy, the one of the guys, of course, that I've been kind of harping on a little bit, uh, even in even as an undrafted free agent or, or an undrafted rookie, even as a a um, you know in this unique season with not a lot of off season, I thought Cam Sutton. Had an opportunity to kind of prove himself and crack a spot on this 53-man roster. But unfortunately for him, 
he was one of the cuts over the weekend to make room for these three guys. Uh, linebacker Jason Ferris was also released from injured reserve. Linebacker Chiava Tazino, the kid, of course, they had just claimed a couple weeks ago from the Patriots. And wide receiver DeAndre White were all um, were all released to make room for, again, Tommy Lee Lewis, Mark Han Michelle, and Andrew Voller. So th those are the three newest members of the Carolina Panthers as, again, we get ready for the full gear to finally come on. So it's really exciting now. Um, and then, of course, that's all across the NFL. All all teams now. Remember, this was the day, too, of course, that the team that, uh, all teams had to have been at 80 players. But for the most part, I think a lot of teams were cutting down to 80 anyway. Uh, the, you know, the Panthers, of course, we know did that a couple of weeks ago. But all rosters are now at 80 players. And we're ready to go. We've got full gear. So we'll get into some practice as Sunday was actually the first practice that was open to the media. So we're going to take a look at Joe Person's practice recap here. And one of the first things I noticed, too, in scrolling through some pictures, is just the fact that you're seeing the Panthers quarterbacks wearing green jerseys. You obviously don't see that too often, but... The reason for that is because um, Matt Rule likes to think that wearing a red jersey means you're injured, and he wants to shy away from that. So he likes using different colors. He did that while he was at Baylor. So you can almost kind of see the Baylor roots seeping in again uh, here with the Panthers, going with the green jerseys for the quarterback. So it's a, a neat picture looking at Teddy Bridgewater wearing a green practice jersey and, of course, wearing a... Panthers helmet but uh, the Matt Rule era has begun the Teddy Bridgewater era has begun and so again we'll scroll through scroll through now with um with kind of Joe Person's Joe Person's notes with uh with practice here and one of the things he talked about is how they at least when they start practice Joe writes, instead of going from stretching to individual drills, the Panthers jumped right into full-speed teamwork inside the practice bubble. They started at 8.45 a.m. and were done two hours later. Of course, you know, time is limited. You know, you can only practice so much with, um, at least in this this early phase of the the training camp. But it sounds like they're doing uh, excellent work. Uh, he then notes about the quarterbacks wearing green jerseys because Matt Rule said, my quarterbacks have always either worn orange or green. Red to me just means, hey, I'm an injured player. We want our quarterbacks to stay, stay healthy, so put them in green. Uh, and they talked about how uh, the practices are uh, have been a faster pace, and some of these players are liking it. Uh, like There's a quote here from Taylor Moten in Joe Person's piece. Taylor Moten said, as an offensive lineman, it gets us in better shape, which is always good. Especially because we're guys up front who are out there the entire drive. We don't get subs. So I think it's really good to to be where we're the best conditioned team, especially when it comes down to crunch time in the fourth quarter when we're out there. We've got 100% focus because we're in better shape. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This almost kind of reminds me now, you know, I'm not saying this to compare him, to compare Matt Rule to this guy. I think he's in a, a much better position, but... You hear about these uh, faster-paced practices, these co- almost college-style offenses. In a sense, it almost kind of reminds you of when Chip Kelly was in the NFL with the Philadelphia Eagles and then the, the San Francisco 49ers. But um, Matt Rule is certainly a coach that I think is uh, more capable of uh, adjusting to the NFL level and... Um, you know, adjusting to what other teams will give him. And he's at least had a year of NFL experience. Chip Kelly, as we know, uh, never coached in the NFL before he got brought up to the Philadelphia Eagles after all that time at Oregon. And we know Chip Kelly never really uh, adjusted. Matt Rule, I think, certainly could. So um, that's the only comparison I'm going to make on uh, Matt Rule and Chip Kelly. It's just these faster-paced uh, college-style offenses. But um, especially in this type of year, you know, it's never a bad idea to get your guys going out there and get them as well-conditioned as they can be because, I mean, you're going to be looking at some uh, some tough games, obviously, and some very up-tempo games. Obviously, you're looking at a lot of high-flying offenses that the Panthers are going to have to be able to keep up with if they at least want to contend in some of these games. I mean, you look at the air raid of uh, the Arizona Cardinals and then obviously you've got three strong offenses in the rest of the NFC South so a lot of work a lot of work for them to do so never never a bad idea to get the guys going out there but it, I, I'm I, like I said I'm just excited that the pads are on like it's just just great that we finally got full gear um I, I'm just excited I I in, in what's been a crazy year, it's finally nice now to see uh, NFL teams in uh, in full gear. You can smell you can smell the season right around the corner. We're now less than a month away from the regular season opener. It's just an exciting time. I I, I can't wait. Uh, but let's uh, let's go into some of Joe Person's notes now from uh, from Sunday's practice. So the first thing he has here is left tackle Russell Okung left practice early to work in the pool in the training room. The 31-year-old has been dealing with lower back tightness, so the Panthers will continue to ramp him up slowly over the next week or so. As to reports that Okung considered retirement and will continue to closely monitor the COVID-19 numbers, Rule said he's a true pro. Since day one, he has communicated to me in a way that's just superb. I'm glad he's with us. So, I guess that kind of dispels the rumors a little bit that uh, he was really contemplating retirement. I mean, take that, you know, for what it's worth. But, um, again, he's we knew he's been banged up a little bit. Uh, they're going to obviously ease him in slowly. But a veteran like Okung, it's really just kind of learning the system for him. 
but uh, we know once he's healthy, he'll be able to slide right in at left tackle. Joe then writes, The first team defense seemed to have the upper hand during the early team portion. In a red zone drill, safety Justin Burris had a near pick of Bridgewater, who threw his next pass out of the back of the end zone because of good coverage. He then wrote, When the Panthers moved to third down situations, DJ Moore had to step on rookie cornerback Troy Pry Jr., but Bridgewater's pass was slightly overthrown. On the next snap, Bridgewater couldn't connect with a well-covered Farrell Cooper as the offense again failed to convert. Rule had offensive players drop for 10 push-ups before practice shifted outdoors. So, good start for the defense there. And um, in the defense, we know is a unit we're going to be focusing on a lot just because of all the new faces, uh, the new scheme, you know, everything kind of everything kind of going on there. So uh, good to see a, a good first day for the Panthers defense. You know, obviously that's going to be quite the wave over the next couple weeks. Offense will have strong days. Defense will have strong days. But you kind of want that. You know, you obviously don't want one side dominating over the other. If both sides can get their time in from, um, you know, as, as days go by. It's really just about... Um, you know, even when he says DJ Moore had to step on rookie corner Troy Pride Jr. I mean, naturally you kind of expect that, but for Troy Pride just to get opportunities against a guy like DJ Moore, that's what's going to help him develop. And we talked about Pride uh, late last week when we talked about the defensive back group, and he continues to be a guy that I'm high on and uh, ex excited to see develop. So him to get an opportunity to go up against some of these wide receivers in practice every day is just going to help further the development, I think, of pride. So that was pretty nice to see. But again, we expect, you know, this early that DJ Moore is at least going to beat out a little bit uh, Troy Pride. Joe then had a note on Curtis Samuel, who has been uh, still getting a little bit of hype lately, especially in fantasy circles, uh, despite the addition of Robbie Anderson, he wrote Curtis Samuel turned in a couple of nice catches during one-on-ones. Pride had tight coverage on Samuel on a deep throw and got his hands on the ball, but Samuel took it away and held on to it as he went to the ground. Matched up against cornerback TJ Green a couple of minutes later, both Samuel and Green slipped. Samuel got up, was all alone on a crossing route, but had to dive to pull in a pass from P.J. Walker. His next note, keep an eye, and this is the guy we've talked about a few times throughout the course of this offseason, keep an eye on undrafted wideout Omar Velas, who looks even bigger than his listed height of six foot one. The former Arkansas State wideout hauled in a touchdown pass from Walker in the red zone drills with linebacker Andre Smith trailing. Bayless also caught a long pass from Walker when he beat Green during one-on-ones. Have to think Bayless will have a spot on the practice squad at worst. And I've I've kind of been saying that same thing too. I mean, I've said this once before. You don't luck your way into 17 touchdowns and about 17, 1800 yards in a season, even at a place like Arkansas State. You know, no disrespect to Arkansas State. But even still, you don't luck your way into numbers like that. You've got to have some talent to get there. And Omar Bayless clearly has talent. And 
you know, it's it's obviously going to be a tough stretch for him to to make this roster just because there's so many other names on this roster and uh, not a lot of spots to go around. But you definitely have to think practice squad. He, he's going to eventually land on the practice squad here, especially with the expanded practice squad this year of 16 players. So you can almost assuredly put his name in one of those spots, which is going to be nice. He'll, you know, he needs that time to develop, but he's, he's obviously got a lot of talent and we'll see if the Panthers can um, tap into some of that potential. Uh, Next note he he has his rule set rule has said he encourages his assistants to jump into drills if they're feeling it, which Joe Brady apparently was the 30 year old Brady wearing a clear face shield served as cornerback when the quarterbacks and receivers were otherwise working against air. Hey, nothing wrong. I, I see it in, you know, when I'm hanging around the local teams here, you sometimes see coaches get into it a little bit, at least as best they can, you know, with, um, with everything going on. Uh, the two, uh, the Panthers had two players miss Sunday t- due to injuries. And one of these guys is pretty much the reason why the Panthers just went out and signed two wide receivers, uh, wide, res- wide out Keith Kirkwood with a clavicle injury and tight end Tamaric Hemingway with a head injury. A league source said Kirkwood suffered a broken clavicle rule said Kirkwood would miss several weeks, which is going to make it tough for the former saint to make the roster. It explains why Marty Herney signed another ex-Saints wideout in Tommy Lee Lewis, as well as receiver Marcan Michelle, the brother of Patriots running back Sony Michelle. Hemingway is day-to-day, Rule said. So, yeah, key keynote there is on Keith Kirkwood. You know, we touched on him a little bit, but um, him missing several weeks probably pretty much means he's out for most, if not all, of training camp and. That's not good for, uh, you know, a low-end free agent coming into a new team, learning a new system, all this stuff. And again, like I just said with Omar Bayless, a lot of names on this wide receiver depth chart. So um, Keith Kirkwood has some work to do if he's able to get back before training camp. But I think Joe brings up a good point. It's going to be very tough now uh, for Kirk- Kirkwood to make this roster. Hemingway. You know, we'll see. He's obviously likely battling for that third tight end spot now with uh, Andrew Volert in the mix. And speaking of Andrew Volert, that's his uh, next note here. Among the Panthers' other new arrivals was tight end Andrew Volert, who gained notoriety on the hard knocks last week with his you've got to be bleeping kidding me reaction when Chargers coach Anthony Lynn told him he was being cut. Volert had come back from an ACL injury that cost him the 2019 season. Said Rule Quill, when you let go, or when you get let go from a job, it is emotional, and I understood where he's coming from. Unquote. But uh, he certainly is has to be happy that he was able to bounce back pretty quickly. Um, it's a guy. This is a guy that Marty Herney was uh, excited about, and um, you know now, like I said, I I think you have to feel he's. Um, He's uh, probably the favorite now for the uh, the number three tight end spot, but certainly it's a, a up in the air battle for that third tight end spot. It should be a, a good battle to see who comes away with that. 
Then he wrote, the Panthers definitely aren't in Spartanburg anymore. Temperatures were in the 60s for the start of Sunday's practice. When Rule took the team in the bubble for stretching and early teamwork, it was warmer inside than it was outside. Go figure. Uh, then he added, to be fair, it was unseasonably cool in Spartanburg on Sunday morning also. Uh, he then wrote, just some background on what you will and won't see in these practice reports. Because the Panthers aren't at Wofford with a couple thousand fans watching, the Panthers are treating these more like closed practices similar to the regular season. As such, media members are not allowed to report which players are working with the first team, second team, etc. unless Rule discusses it. Same with alignment and schemes. That said, there weren't a ton of surprises as far as personnel go. So take that for what it's worth. But yeah, that's the key thing. And they, you know, we had known this rule a bit too when they were coming with all these uh, regulations with COVID and all that. Uh, media members can't, basically can't do any strategy type tweets, as it were. You can't say, well, this team, these guys are in with the first team D line, or these guys are with the second team linebackers, et cetera, et cetera. You can't do that. And you can't say, um, they're lining up here, lining up there, they're running this scheme, that, blah, blah, blah. That can't happen. These are basically, like you said, like closed practices, which you can't do that. Uh, and then he ended his notes with saying it will be interesting to check the intensity for Monday's practice, which will be the first in full pads. With no preseason games, the NFL and the Players Union took the important step to slow the ramp up during training camp. But most players say they like to get in some hitting to get ready for the season. Today's the first of, again, I think what's going to be about 14 padded practices between now and and the start of the regular season. Of course, you have uh, every seven days off, I believe, is how the, the training camp schedule goes. So, But it's here. Full pads are here. And we're inching closer and closer than ever now uh, to the start of the regular season. Again, we're less than a month away from the season opener. Uh, before you know it, the Raiders will be in town. And uh, week, week one will be here. And I, I couldn't be more excited to finally have football going. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So that's kind of the recap of what's going on this this weekend, the roster moves. Again, Tommy Lee Lewis, Barkhan Michelle, and Andrew Volert, the newest Panthers with... Uh, while Jason Ferris, Cam Sutton, Kiava Tizino, and DeAndre White have been released by the Panthers. So that's it for today's episode. I think we'll wrap it up there. We'll be back tomorrow to talk uh, more practice. We'll talk about what's going on with the or what happened with the first full padded practice. Um, uh, the Panthers are showing a live. Uh, live version of uh, the training camp this morning and I'm sure they'll have highlights of it later today and we'll talk about it tomorrow um, but with that as always thank you guys for making me a part of your day really do appreciate it 
And I uh, hope you guys have a great rest of your Monday, and we'll see you tomorrow for more fun here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. Until then, take care, my friends. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.